This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. U.S. Virgin Islands government successfully refinanced sale of government bonds to shore up its government employees' retirement system. Rihanna featured on Forbes Billionaires list in a first for Barbados. Two medicinal cannabis licenses issued to grow Antigua and Barbuda. Europe eyes Trinidad and Tobago's cocoa market. Jamaica stands to benefit from special economic zones investment and plans on way to adopt Creole in St. Lucia's school fully. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, April 7th. We start a report today in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The Virgin Islands source reports that this week in Washington, D.C., U.S. Virgin Islands Governor Albert Bryan Jr. signed documents to execute the refinancing sale of VI government bonds secured by federal alcohol excise taxes or the rum cover-over given to the territory each year. The government House announced in a statement. According to the statement, the refinancing will provide significant savings in debt service and interest payments. These savings will be used to support the U.S. Virgin Islands Government Employees Retirement System. Governor Bryan said, for the better part of 30 years, we have known the imminent insolvency of the Government Employees Retirement System, and without any viable solution being proposed over the years, it grew worse. Because of the actions we have taken, this is no longer an issue, he stated. Earlier reports indicated that the U.S. Virgin Islands pension plan was losing in excess of $100 million per year from its rapidly shrinking trust fund and was projected to completely exhaust its capital around 2024 and be forced to pay current pensions directly from current contributions. Barbados Today reports that Rihanna on Tuesday became the first Barbadian to be featured on the Forbes annual Worldwide Billionaires List. The annual list was released by the business magazine on Tuesday, April 5th, and included a slew of new entrants like Rihanna, who forged her fortune from a successful makeup and lingerie business. Rihanna is ranked 1,729 on the list. With this feature, Rihanna became the first billionaire of Barbados, her home country reported Forbes. In November, Rihanna was named a national hero of her home country, Barbados. The achievement also means that Rihanna is now the richest female musician. She successfully used her pop celeb status to leverage her Fenty Beauty Cosmetics line and Savage X Fenty lingerie line to a $1.7 billion business. Antigua Newsroom reports that the Municipal Cannabis Authority of Antigua and Barbuda announced the issuance of two licenses, dispensary and lounge, to grow Antigua and Barbuda. These licenses authorize the entity to dispense medicinal cabinets and open and operate a medicinal cannabis lounge in accordance with the Cannabis Act 2018 of Antigua and Barbuda. The licenses were presented to Ms. Yadira Moody 
Deputy Steward of Grow Antigua and Barbuda by Ms. Joy Marie King, Head of Commercial Diplomacy and Compliance of the Medicinal Cannabis Authority, and Mr. Regis Burton, Head of Operations and Information Technology of the Medicinal Cannabis Authority. Ambassador Joseph expressed his delight regarding the issuance of the licenses, which is in keeping with the authority's mantra of making the industry the best performing of its kind in the world. Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports that the Netherlands ambassador, Raphael Varga van Kiebed, said, there is a lucrative market for Trinidad and Tobago's cocoa industry in Europe. Business Day met with him to get an insight into trade and investment opportunities in his country and the rest of Europe. The ambassador explained that agriculture generally has a big space in Europe, but the local sector was not producing enough to make a significant dent in the international market. Agriculture is important for Trinidad and Tobago, and I know that it has been neglected in the past, but it is very important now with the pandemic, which has brought about a huge rise in products. I know there are good plans, but please, Trinidad and Tobago, go forward to have have sustainable agriculture with homegrown products. You have so many possibilities in agriculture, especially the cocoa industry because of the quality of cocoa in Trinidad and Tobago is amazing. Its quality is highest quality in the world, he said. The ambassador said that Trinidad and Tobago's cocoa was already a hit in Europe and was being used in small amounts in countries across the region in many chocolate productions. He said the European Union, to which the Netherlands belongs, was already looking into several projects to assist Trinidad and Tobago with its cocoa and chocolate productions for export. Jamaica Information Service reports that Jamaica's Minister of Industry, Investment and Commerce, Senator Aubin Hill, says that Jamaica stands to benefit significantly from investments in special economic zones and the country's bid to become a global logistic hub. Special economic zones are areas within the country that are created to facilitate rapid economic growth by leveraging tax incentives as a way of attracting foreign investment and technological investment. Logistic services are strongest associated with trade expansion and export diversification. Citing the example of countries such as Singapore, Israel, and Qatar, with relatively comparable populations but significantly higher gross domestic products per capita than Jamaica. Minister Hill stated that Jamaica cannot attain economic wealth by limiting output and markets. He said the initial investment from local businesses to facilitate the recommended activities paired with existing incentives offered through the Jamaica Special Economic Zone Authority plays a part in making Jamaica attractive to international investors. Jamaica's Special Economic Zones Authority CEO pointed out that post-pandemic, Jamaica has been presented with opportunities to maximize on pharmaceutical supply chains needed, which were heightened during the COVID-19 pandemic. From what we have heard, there are a number of investors worldwide that are looking for their next location to establish 
ability to produce supplies and support to the largest consumer markets, which are North America and South American markets, Mr. Scott, the Special Economic Zones Authority CEO noted. From June 13 to the 17th, Jamaica will host international investors and free zone operators at the World Free Zones Organization's annual international conference and exhibit in Montego Bay, St. James, with the aim of securing investments for the country. Jamaica Information Service also reports that Jamaica's tourism sector is set to benefit from new and increased airlift arrangements. Speaking in Jamaica's House of Representatives on April 5th, Minister of Tourism Edmund Bartlett said that during a recent market blitz in North America, American airline executives confirmed as many as 17 nonstop flights per day on many major routes to Jamaica. He noted that Miami, Dallas, Chicago, Chicago, Charlotte, and Philadelphia will serve as critical gateways. Mr. Bartlett said Frontier Airlines is now offering nonstop service from Miami, Atlanta, and Orlando, and is looking to add two to three weekly flights from Denver, Colorado later this year. The tourism minister also informed that Eurowings, Europe's third largest point-to-point -point airline, began its inaugural trip from Frankfurt, Germany to Montego Bay, Sandcaster International Airport on November 3, 2021. Germany has historically been an important market for Jamaica, with 23,000 German investors in 2019. This figure is expected to increase significantly once Eurowings and Condor commence non-stop flights. In addition, TUI Belgium will operate two direct flights each week between Brussels International Airport and Montego Bay starting April, while TUI Netherlands will operate one direct flight per week between Amsterdam, Schiphol International Airport and Montego Bay. He noted further that Ving, a subsidiary of Sunclass Airlines, will restart direct flights from Stockholm to Jamaica with the fortnightly flying program beginning in November 2022, which will run through to March 2023 as a part of the winter season schedule for 2022-23. In addition, American Airlines has committed to operate two weekly nonstop flights between Miami International Airport and the Ian Fleming International Airport in St. Mary starting November this year. The National Principals Association of St. Lucia has welcomed a plan to fully adopt Creole in schools across St. Lucia, asserting that St. Lucians are Creole people and the language represents their identity that they must embrace. However, the National Principal Association, President Valerie St. Helene Henry, has acknowledged that the initiative will present initial challenges. It will be a long process, but we are ready, she told St. Lucia Times. According to local educational officials, the plan is to get students bilingual by the end of primary school and biliterate by the end of secondary school. St. Helene Henry noted that St. Lucia already speaks English and Creole. The National Principals Association president also observed that right now some people look down on Creole and stigmatize individuals who speak it. In addition, she noted noted that training teachers is a part of the process, while monitoring is also essential to ensure that Creole language is being used well and in the right way. 
Previously, the language was called patois, but today it is more commonly known as Creole, the internationally accepted term for the language. Worldwide, there are 11 million Creole speakers. Creole is spoken in Dominica, Guadeloupe, Martinique, St. Lucia, French Guiana, Haiti, Louisiana, Seychelles, Meritus, and Reunion. Creole is also spoken in St. Martin, parts of Trinidad and Grenada. And finally, Bahama Eyewitness News reports that Disney Cruise Line has named Bahamian Joe Gaskin based in New Providence as Regional Public Affairs Director for the Bahamas and the Caribbean. In this newly created position, Gaskin will support Disney Cruise Line and other Disney Signature Experience business initiatives in the Bahamas and Caribbean by building relationships and serving as Disney's liaison for external stakeholders, including government agencies, community leaders, the nonprofit community, media, and internal business leaders. Joey has served as a trusted and valued consultant for Disney Cruise Lines over the past several years, and we're delighted to have him be an official member of our team, said Kim Prunty, Vice President of Public Affairs for Disney Cruise Line. Gaskin has built his career on providing strategic communication and government consulting in the Bahamas for the past four years. He has served as senior partner and co-founder for Open Current, a premier Bahamian research, public and government relations firm, overseeing $1.2 billion portfolio of clients' projects, including Fortune 500 companies, high commission of foreign governments, government ministry, and local conglomerates. According to the report, Gaskin is a valued leader in the Bahamas, having served in various high-profile volunteer posts. Gaskin said, I am excited and proud to be joining the Disney family. Over the years, I have worked closely with Disney and have seen the organization's commitment to the environmental stewardship, increasing economic opportunities, and community building in the Bahamas. This new role provides a unique opportunity for me to use my skills to positively impact the communities that Disney supports across the region. It is also a testament to how young professionals in the Bahamas and the Caribbean can work with global brands at home and abroad. All we need is the opportunity and organization organizations like Disney who are willing to create it. Since its maiden voyage in 1998, approximately 75% of the cruises offered by Disney have at least one stop in the Bahamas. All four of its ships are registered in the Bahamas, and it is estimated that Disney Cruise Line operations currently contribute more than $70 million towards the Bahamas' gross domestic product annually. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, April 7th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.